Hello, everyone. My name is Ga Nikki Yang, and this is Conversations. Thank you for tuning in to my very first episode. I recorded this on December 30th, 2019, with my sisters-in-law Pang and Chi. Since it was the end of 2019, I thought it was very fitting to have this episode focus on end-of-year reflection, as well as thoughts on the new year. I have to thank my sisters-in-law for taking time out of their very busy schedule to talk with me, and especially Pang, since she had a very sore throat but still championed through. With that being said, let's jump right in. Did you guys have any big trips in 2019, and what was your best trip of the year?、Uh, this is Chi.、Um, well, travel. Oh my gosh. My first time this year, which is why I wanted to do, was just going out of the country. I actually just did that last month, going to Phuket, Thailand, and then we did go a few different places this year. Um, um, went to Georgia. That was actually my first time there. Um, went there with you guys, but I think you guys have been there before, right? Oh yes,、um, yeah, I've been there before.、Um, yes, and then. Else, and then went back to California for my sister's wedding. That was this year too. Oh my gosh!、Um, yeah, and then、um, that's basically. I think that was all the places we went this year. Wow. Well, it's still it's still a lot of traveling though.、Um, uh, yeah. I mean, far from where <laughs> we are right now. And did you? Well, I mean, it's obvious that I'm going to think Thailand is your best trip. But am I correct? Yes, just because you know, I just wanted to go try like out of the country to see how everything was. It was definitely,、uh, you know,、uh, eye opening too because you see the different type of people.、Um, the one thing that I did kind of keep it safe with this trip was I chose a spot that was very like. Foresty,、um, so I didn't really branch out to like、uh, like a country where if I went there I would really struggle.、Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew that they spoke the the、uh, language that you know we speak,、um, and we would understand them and you know、um, stuff like that. But Uh, you、yeah. know, it's it's definitely eye opening, and it's you you just meet all sorts of different people,、um, right. good and bad, I guess. <laughs> But you you were able to you know you felt safe, and yet you were able to be a part、um, of the country, I guess, to really get a feel for the yeah. country, right? Yeah. So I hope that you get to take many many more trips like this, Chi. That's that, that's my、uh-huh. hope for you.、Um, all right. Well, so. Peng, why don't you、uh, let us know what your big trip of the year was? We actually had kind of like Chi. We've been on a couple of the trips with them, also、um, to Georgia, Minnesota, and Michigan. But the two most exciting trips for me this year was when we took the kids to the Grand Canyon and、um, Zion National Park. Oh wow! Yeah, that yeah. was. What was that for? That was really fun. We went in March, so it was a, a little cooler at that time.、Um, so we, you know, we were bundled. We weren't able to go on all the trails, but 
it was just the views were just breathtaking just to see the terrain that was so different than what i'm used to seeing whether it's in pennsylvania which is where i'm originally from or here in iowa but it was definitely a humbling experience just to just to see god's grace and his love and his mercy and just his you know everything that he's you know a little a little bit of what he's created and i'm sure that's what she felt too when she was in thailand just to see something so beautiful and so different so right yeah yeah it's just great to see it's just crazy to see like what the world we live in like all these places that has to offer that that's just what makes me want to see more is that right yeah once you're once you've seen it you want to keep seeing more and that's my thing it's just like you know it's wonderlust, I think is what they call it. Yes. And I was just gonna say our second my second trip that I thought was really that I really enjoyed was just going to Seattle. Just enjoyed it in Seattle, Washington and I went on a trip with my two oldest kids and I met my sisters and their kids there also. And um, we just, you know, explored the city. Seattle was so beautiful. And so the city in itself, they did a great, you know, the city planning, they did a great job just, you know, planning the layout, just the architecture, the parks, and just making sure there's just a lot of outdoor space for people to enjoy along, indoors and outdoors. So I really enjoyed that about the city. And, and I noticed that attendance, there was a huge Asian population there. I didn't realize that when we were there. Oh, wow. There's over 5,000 plum people there. And oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot. Nice. I, I didn't know that until I talked to Alyssa, who lives up in Seattle, too, because we met her up for a little bit, too. So, um, so yeah, I was like, wow, that's a lot of plum people. I think, oh, I mean, definitely other ethnic groups, too. I think there's a lot of Vietnamese and Korean there also, and mm-hmm. Chinese. Um, but probably just as many as probably plum people. They were like, I would say, for, it seemed like for every 10, Caucasians or another ethnic group, like you would definitely see an Asian person. And there was like a fun restaurant, like on every other street, or like a banh mi sandwich. So I, I love pho and banh mi. So <laughs> I was really excited to see that. Right. Also, yeah. Yeah. I know. I have a friend who, um, every time she goes into like a new um, city or even a new country, she just has to try the pho place out. Uh, that's how she rates that place, you know, the the location, right? I agree. That <laughs> me with Bumble Way. I I Joe does the fun everywhere we go, but I like the Bumble Way, so I'm like, oh, I gotta try that. Yeah, and Bumble Way. Chi, can you tell me, uh, tell us what that is again? It's uh, a spicy beef uh, noodle soup. Um, I think originally uh, by uh, Vietnamese, um, and then. Uh, it's just, uh, it comes with, um, normally you're supposed to uh, boil the uh, the pork meat um, um, and the it, those coagulated blood, which that's, you know, uh, I actually don't eat that because that just looks scary, but, <laughs> <laughs> but and then uh, you boil it for a long time and it's like it's supposed to be spicy and, um, but instead of like the fun noodles, um, it comes with the uh, vermicelli uh, kabob noodles, uh-huh. but for mine, 
I love the pho noodles. So every time I get it, I always substitute the pho noodles. Um, so it, 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 it is kind of like a pho, uh, you know, with the pho noodles, but then the broth and everything. The meat is totally different. It's not your typical sliced beef, tendon, meatballs. You know, this is like, this meat I prefer more is the pork, the fatty pork. Um, and then, um, you know, they do, like I said, add those, that blood, but I always do without that. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and is and um, Peng, did you try any? Is there anything that you always try when you go on these trips? Um, I guess it just depends on the city that I go to. You know, do if there's fun available, I'll definitely try fun. Right. You um, seem like someone, fun. like someone who would. Um, sorry for interrupting you. But you seem like someone no. who would try the cuisine of the place because you know for oh, what I they're known for, do. right? Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I guess when you think of Seattle, I always think of coffee. <laughs> so I definitely tried. I, we stopped by the first Starbucks to get coffee, even though it was even though it was 10 o'clock at night, you know, but I just made sure it was mm-hmm. the cash. It was really good with, like, going to that place and uh, whatever they're known for. Ping's really good with uh, finding that and trying that. Like, even for, like, a place like Kansas, the barbecue, like, Ping and them have tried, like, the best barbecue there. And, we go to Kansas all the time, and I never have barbecue there. <laughs> You're too busy eating the bumbo wine. <laughs> I know. We go for the, the typical stuff we know, which, you know, but, um, yeah, things really go with that. Like, trying to go into places and then what they're known for or popular for, and she tries that. Right. Well, you know. It's, everyone's different, and there's no right way to do it. I, I don't do either, you know, I don't really try um, something like pho all the time, and I don't, quite honestly, I don't research a place enough to know their cuisine, unless it's something that's very famous. Um, I don't know, I think that I'll just have to remember that's to do that. you're hungry for, right? Exactly, usually I'm like, <laughs> I'm hungry now, and I, I just don't plan that far ahead, you know? <clears throat> All right, well, that's, uh, so that's, you know, you guys did some fair amount of traveling, um, and I, and I'll, I'll have to admit, I didn't do that much traveling this year. Um, it was a, it was a quiet year for me, and the only place I did go was to Georgia, which you both were, um, were there as well for the family get-together in July. Um, and I almost didn't go, but I did. Uh, it was... <laughs> we're so glad you came. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did too. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was good to see everybody that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, we went there for, uh, I guess, like a little family get together, um, mostly for like our family going down there to meet with our um, our uncles and cousins that live down there. Did get a chance to go and uh, visit Stone Mountain, which, like you guys said, when you um, immerse yourself in nature like that it really does um, it really does put things into perspective right it makes you yeah. you see you know God's plan and you see how small you really are in the universe which is a very humbling um, experience did you meet any new people or anyone who left you with a memorable impression on your travels well, one guy, um, when we were in Phuket, Thailand, um, he was just so, you know, over there, they, 
I would say uh, Phuket is pretty considered, is that considered a third world country? Um, because they are just, you know, most people over there, they are very, like, uh, very poor, the way they live, the mm-hmm. way they um, they work, like, there's, there's no, like, uh, over here where we work 40 hours a week, you know, over there they work day and night, um, and then they go home and come back and work like this, no, they just work, 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 and... They're very, um, you know, they're very grateful to, you know, uh, tourists, uh, you know, people that go there, um, and um, they they try the best to um, cater to you, basically, right. and um, you just have to, um, you know, know not to, like, take advantage of that, like, don't go over there thinking, like, you're, like, a big shot, or, you know, because they, they're just trying to, you know, make you comfortable, but there was this guy, um, you know, uh, that the area me and Joe was at in Phuket, we had a hotel right by the uh, Bangla Road, which is, like, a popular night market, mm-hmm. um, and so um, we, we didn't take taxis or anything. We just walked there, but, um, uh, you know, there was a guy there that uh, just that one day he helped us with everything uh, because we went there, and that day, uh, the last day of our trip, decided to get tattoos. <laughs> And he was the guy that, um, uh, you know, he's the one that he doesn't do the tattoo, but he's the one that waits at the front and then tries to get people in to, you know, um, to do tattoos or, you know, basically just try to uh, promote their business and get um, you know, for people to come um, to the shop and do all yeah. of that, like he works so hard. You see all these people standing there, like just trying to get people to come in and you yeah. know um, do the work. And you know he did sell us, you know, because we was looking for a tattoo shop. And um, and it's so funny because I happened to just look and there the, the, the shop was and. You know, I was like, Joe, how about this one? And then he pops up right there, you know, right next to it. He's like, are you guys looking for a tattoo? Like, you know, and then, you know, he was just so friendly, so nice. And then I actually, um, he took us in um, the whole time. We spent the whole day there. That's how long our tattoos were. We were there from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. Wow. Uh, Yes, uh, that's how long our tattoo there was. So the whole time, I'm, and mainly Joe's tattoo, um, you know, we were, I was waiting for him. So I'm talking to this guy, you know, um, while he's in and out trying to get customers. And then when he's back in the, the room, you know, like the their little uh, space they rented out, you know, I'm talking to him. And he is just, you know... They do everything they can to try to cater to you. Like, you know, uh, if you're hungry, you type blah, they ask you, like, um, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll go get my own food, you know, and then they'll show you what's a good food place. And then, um, you know, just talking about his life, like he had to leave his wife and kids. Um, oh, my gosh, he's uh, me. So they had to leave, he had to leave his wife and kids 
and Burma in a, I can't remember the town that he's from, but it was border Phuket and um, Burma, I believe. And he is now currently in Phuket, just working, sending them money. Right. Um, and uh, he just lives in like in a rents a studio, and then he just comes in because that tattoo shop that he works at, um, they are open like there's no closing time. They're open day and night because in Thailand and Phuket, at nighttime is when it's busiest too, from like uh, four p.m. to like seven a.m. Right, and right. then. And then you have some of the tourist people where they're there in the daytime, so they are no, there's like no closing. So he just comes work all the time when he wants to, tries to make money, and he gets a portion of what the shop makes, you know, because he's he's not a tattoo artist. He just helps bring in the customers, and uh, yeah. And then he was just telling his, uh, you know, telling me like uh, he speaks, uh, he looks more like Indonesia, so I kind of thought he was that, so that's what I was, uh, we was talking about, but he's Burmese, and I was telling him that here in Iowa, a lot of Burmese people came, you know, recently um, here, and then he was like, yeah, you know, uh, telling me about his uh, his family back home, how he's tried to get them to, uh, you know, uh, be able to come to Phuket, but they can't afford it, even though Phuket is such, like, uh, monetary wise like it's so cheap there you know um, and then you know just telling his life story like this guy you know I'm just like oh my gosh that's just amazing and he speaks three languages I think that's what he speaks Thai Burmese English and I think something else too maybe four but yeah and I was just like wow you know more than me and I'm over here like you know like um, you should be the one that should be uh you know, getting paid more or something, you know, like you have so much on your resume to present, like if you were in the U.S. and then, but yeah, and then, you know, they just worked so hard for their money and then he was, even at the end, you know, like we were, they knew we had to rush to go to the airport and he called up his taxi buddies to come pick us up from the shop and just, you know, like, um, so, they're so like, they tried their best to, like, uh, you know, and they'd be like, oh, next time you come, come back to see us. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I hope you even remember me, you know, <laughs> but, you know, and then, uh, you know, and even the little, uh, you know, for, for us, for them, like, for the tip is, like, maybe considered little to us, like, like, they was just so thankful because not uh, here, you know, everywhere you go, the services you use, like taxis, eating out like tattoo stuff like you tip and i guess over there not a lot of people tip right so this was like so thankful for that too and yeah yeah uh, wow chi that is a that is quite a story and i'm glad that you uh, brought that up and i'm glad that you um, brought this person up because uh, it's quite true that when you visit these um you know countries where you know they're not a capitalist country I guess, uh, in a sense that the U.S. is, um, their inti- their industry is tourism. So they, you know, they're very hospitable. And But, you know, you took time to talk to, like, this guy, this vendor, right? And you really kind of, like, you know, 
got his whole life story, and I love hearing stories like that. Um, and that's really that, that's another reason why I lo I love to travel is just to meet people along the way to see how they live and um, just kind of see life through their eyes. And we see it all over. We just don't really pay attention here that much. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you share that story, Chi. Uh, okay, so Peng, what about you? just one of those families <laughs> trips where we didn't really talk to we didn't meet other people you know you're just kind of traveling enjoying the trip yourself but I think you know I definitely did make observations along the way kind of like what she was saying along with tipping mm -hmm. I know like when we went to um when we went to the Grand Canyon we stopped by Antelope Canyon uh-huh did you hear it we stopped by Antelope Canyon before we went to Zion National Park. And, okay. Um, Is it Antelope uh, Canyon? Yep, okay. Antelope Canyon. Okay. Um, we stopped by Antelope Canyon for a tour, and like she was saying, you know, they're all, you know, on this reservation, you can tell all the tour, the tourist companies on the reservation, they're all working together. They all know each other. You know, they're just reserving certain spots to get people in and out of the canyon. Mm -hmm. But... They did a great job just explaining, helping us take our pictures, but you could also tell that, you know, a lot of the people that came to visit the canyon, they weren't from outside the country, they weren't from the, they weren't, um, from the U.S., so, you know, after the tour was over, my husband and I were tipping, we tipped the, the guy, you know, you know, but then you could see that no one else was doing it, so I right. felt really bad, because right. they did such a good job, they were taking tons of pictures of everyone's cameras yeah I mean, and they mm -hmm. definitely deserve the tip but yeah i think sometimes like you know in the united states where it's kind of expected but sometimes it also really is deserved you know right so right. just kind of like what she was saying over there they're working so hard for a tip when most people do not really understand that concept so when you know they do get something they're really grateful for it so yeah, I'm glad you guys noticed that because I have noticed that through my travels too. And I've realized um, that I, I do make it a point to tip, especially people in the service industry and especially people in the tourism tourism industry. It's just an etiquette thing that I picked up. Um, you know, I didn't, uh, I have a little bit more of a different story uh, of meeting new people. When I was um, in Georgia, I met up with um, a cousin of mine, um, my cousin Zong who is a first cousin um, of mine, but we lost lost touch with each other because, you know, her father and her mother divorced when they were very, when I was very young. And, um, you know, we just lost touch. And it was really, I'd always thought about her over the years. You know, she was someone that I looked up to when I was young. And, um, you know, I thought she was, I always thought she was so beautiful and she was you know so mature I don't know how old she was when she left I think maybe she was you know in early teens or something like that but for me she was just someone like that for me um, but it was really nice to see her it was really nice to, uh, to see her to talk to her um, so yeah that was just that was just a, a really good experience and that made me um, glad that I went to Georgia um, because I hadn't seen her for a while. Okay. Yeah. And it was able to I was able to talk to her to find out how, you know, how um she has two other sisters and how to hear about how they're doing. Uh, um so that was my you my experience. Think, so 
sometimes it's not like new people you meet it's the whole the, you know people you already know and you are you know reconnecting with them right. that makes an impact in your life you know right, right. Uh, at that time you know yeah, I mean, that's how I told, I looked at it. She wasn't new, but she was um, a recon- reconnection that's definitely very new because last time I knew her, she was very, very young, and I was very young. So, yeah, that's um, that's my new person. Um, all right, so speaking of new things, um, what is a new thing that you learned this past year that you enjoyed or did not enjoy? I'll let Pink go first. <laughs> sure. Change it up. That's a tough one. You know, um, you know, I guess... It can be something probably, simple. doesn't yeah, have to be... Um, I'd probably say that the one thing that I did learn over a course of a year, like two years, is probably just more sign language. Mm-hmm. I learned that... To, I taught... You know, I learned that to help my son communicate. Right. And... I, I just find it it's so interesting to see how, you know, he he is, you know, he's starting to use it to communicate with me, too. But at the same time, just a lack of education in my community about sign language and using it to, you know, um, as a way to communicate before he starts talking. Right. So it's just interesting to see that whole cycle. But it's just very interesting. But I'm not going to let those things bother me. So whether people like it or they don't like it. so. Honestly, I wish I had the patience to teach my, to have taught my kids that. It, it's gonna, I think it's gonna help him much, to get much further along. And same way when people say that, you know, to learn uh, more than one language, um, it trains the brain in a different way. And I, I think even more so with sign language. Because you are using a different part of the brain that you wouldn't normally use anyway when you're speaking. It's just, um, it's just great. Now, I just want to make sure. Uh, I just want to uh, make sure that you know he doesn't have a hearing. Um, he's not hearing impaired. He's just a little, you know, it's just a little bit slower to talk. He's about two years old, right? Correct. We've taken him to uh, meet with a speech uh, therapist, mm-hmm. and he was able to follow all the commands you know, that they had asked him to do, you know. So so we definitely know that he's not hearing period. It's just that he's a little um, behind when it comes to speaking. And that's completely fine. So he's definitely talking a lot more now than he was uh, a couple months ago. So that's improvement, which is a positive sign that, you know, he'll eventually be talking. Right, so. right. And I know we talked about this before, Peng. So I think that you yep. should just do what you wanted. You do as, you know, what your mother, your instinct tells you. And, um... You know, everyone else, everyone else will have their own opinions on because, and I hope that you can, I hope that he continues to use it. I hope so. I hope so too. And then there's, I mean, I taught Mila a little bit and, um, and she's still used to, she sometimes will say something over it. She'll do some things privately when no one's looking or I'm trying to communicate to her while everyone's there without saying it out loud. You know, I'll, I'll say, I'll do a quick sign, you know, so she sees it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thing to learn. I wish we'd all learn that. That would be like, I think that would actually be a, um, an easier language to learn. I don't know. You tell me. Than um, learning a spoken language. Um, you know, I, 
I, I think it might. I mean, I, I, I don't know the entire, all the signs, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, with some, with languages, like, you know, kind of we talked before, some of them are tonal, some of them are, you know, it's, it's it, the way you pronounce them are slightly different. So right. maybe it might just be, yeah, it might be easier to learn than another language. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I, I, and maybe it might make it easier for him to learn a, another language. Because I, I've, also, I've been told that once you learn a second language, picking up more languages is easier. Um, just because of the, I don't know, that part of your brain that allows you to learn languages has been accessed. Um, so, yeah. All right, well, Chi, do you want to go or do you want me to take it, take it away? Um, you could go first. Yeah, go ahead. I have been learning a lot of new things about, you know, just life in general, but I did something really interesting in October, and I started watching um, Marie Kondo. I don't know if you guys know who she is. Uh, she has like love a... her. You love her? I love her, yeah. Chi, do you know who she is? I have no idea. Okay, so, um, so Marie Kondo is um, Japanese, and she has this show on Netflix called the, is it, I think it's called like the Kondo Method, right, Payne? Yeah. And what she teaches is how to, um, it focuses um, around um, getting rid of stuff, like material things in your house. Keep only the things that bring you joy. Well, when you really think about it, it's like, you know, I don't know if anything really just brings me joy or if everything brings me joy. I'm the kind of person that does spring cleaning anyway. So I spring clean and I fall clean. So I don't really have any problems with um, keeping things around or having too much stuff. And I learned quite a few things. I learned how to fold clothes, number one, to make it fit inside my dresser. You know, I, I, I mean, I've heard of rolling up the method where you roll the clothes up and everything, um, but I've just never applied it. It was interesting to me as I watched the shows because, of course, a lot of it, it was very psychological, right? A lot of it were people who, um, you know, they just couldn't let go of things because uh, of emotional attachment or um, some kind of crisis that happened at a specific time in their lives that made them start collecting things over the years. And then they just couldn't, it just became too much, so they couldn't get rid of it. Um, you know, so it was very interesting for me to see them overcome those, um, those battles. Uh, <clears throat> now, I'm not so sure, I, I still, I'm still not so sure I buy the, buy into the, you know, keeping things around because they, they bring you joy. I just don't know how much joy um, material things bring. Because, I, number one, I don't put joy in material things anyway. So it's very hard for me to associate uh-huh. things with you know, joy. Um, I mean, but then at the same time, I know there are things that I can't get rid of. I just can't get rid of it because it just has like certain memories attached to it. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just our, my definition of joy is different from other people's definition of joy. Um, but what, what I did learn, which was super super helpful to me. So I'm one of those people who buy, I will buy things for the, for the days that, you know, I might wear it, right? <laughs> I don't know if you guys do that. <laughs> and I've done that a few times over the years, and it will just sit in my closet. 
it will just sit in my closet for years on end. And I just won't, I can't give it away because I've not, I haven't had a time or chance to wear it. And then on top of that, I spent money on it. And so I just can't get rid of it. And, um, you know, it's not like I have an emotional attachment to it. So I was, you know, I've always been hung up on that. Um, so what she did was she did say, she did teach this one um, method, which was that, you know what you do? I don't know if you remember, Peng. But she said, you thank it for teaching you that you don't like it, or you don't like that type of thing, or you don't like that type of utensil, and you move it along. I was like, oh, that's so logical. So yeah, I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff that I never used. And I just thank them and move them along. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's really, that's strong of you, King. I, I probably need that type of help. <laughs> it's a little bit strange, you know, thanking, th thanking your clothes or whatever, but I still like it. I still like it because I do believe that. I believe that people, you know, serve a purpose in our lives. They come in and out of our lives um, at specific times to teach us things or, you know, to, to help us. So why can't we apply that to material things? And I think maybe if we did apply it to material things and we did thank them for their purpose at that particular time in our lives, we can probably move it around, move it away or move it out of our lives much faster. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because oftentimes they take up space in our lives that we are just stuck and we can probably open up that space for other things. So that was my new thing that I learned that I was so proud of. Hey, that's <clears> very, uh, um, I love that, that, uh, what you said, that that's, uh, uh, people and things comes into your life at a certain time that, um, that you need it or, mm -hmm. or not even need it, that you, they just happen to show up and right. then, um, it just makes an impact in your life, which that, that is such a great opener for what I've learned this year. Okay. Or, you know, my thing this year that, you know, my biggest thing this year and it's just, you know, you lose some people, uh, you know, you, uh, you lose friends, you, you know, you lose family, you know, you lose some people, um, and you think a part of your life is over and then new people come in and they open up another part that, you know, you, uh, <clears throat> you just learn from and such a great learning experience, um, that, like all I can say is that it's uh, like this year. Okay, so I lost uh, friends in the few past years due to uh, divorces. You know, mm -hmm. so they've gone their separate ways. Um, their relationships doesn't work out or whatnot, or they just have different uh, dreams that they follow and they move away, and you know you're not as close anymore, you still keep in contact, but it is like, it is considered loss because, you know, you, you lost something very important. And then, you know, it just so happens that God or, you know, this world, earth, words, <laughs> uh, 
wonderful different ways where they bring new people in your life that shows you new things right that you know you you uh enjoy it you learn from it and you you know you, just new people bring new things in your life and my thing this year is just I guess for me personally, it's just that learn, I learned to be more open and less judging of mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Just uh, try, you know, try new things too. You know, that's right. me. I've always been one to always, I've always been down to try new things. I love trying new things. My whole thing in life is, hey, try it once, you know. And, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, I lose people in my life and then I gain people. And this year I've... Uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you, you two and the rest of the world that I did. I did try something new this year. I tried, I tried a certain type of drug. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm that intrigued. I was always against, and I hated people that did it. I hated the people I knew, the people I loved. That you know, that I was just always so against drugs, like anti-drugs. That I hated it. And, you know, I would get so mad at the people I love, and I, I just could never understand why they would do it, you mm -hmm. know? Why would you do that? <clears throat> Maybe because this was instilled to me as a kid by my parents that drugs are the worst thing ever, right? you know? And <clears throat> so, uh, you know, new people come in your life, and they do, uh, you know, just to kind of... Uh, Open you up to new things, right? Yeah, open you up. And maybe at the time, I was willing to be open up to try new things because, yeah. you know, this and that. But not saying that, you know, drugs will live it, liven it up. It doesn't. But, you know, it's just good to try new things so that you can understand where people are coming from. So I do judge less now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not as anti, like, like I, I'm not as mad as I was before mm -hmm. um, at the people that... I love that did this, you know, so. Uh, oh. But yeah. That's, so, um, that is you <laughs> quite a, um, quite a handful. Yeah. But, you know what, she, thank you for being very honest, number one, and for sharing that. Um, that's that, my issue. I'm too honest sometimes. I had to think, I had to tell myself, do I want to tell this? But it is, it made a this is the biggest impact this year that I've learned is, hey, you can't, you know, like, you can't judge too much because you don't understand right. that, you right. know. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you too, Chi. I don't, um, I try not to judge anyone. But don't judge me then, okay, ladies? But I, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you <laughs> No, I totally, I totally agree with you, Chi. And you know what? I also believe that, hey, if you want to try it, go ahead and try it. You know, if you try, if once you've tried it, you can talk about it. But if I've never yeah. tried it, I can't really talk about it. So I don't know, you know. Um, all I can do is sit here and talk about something I don't know anything about. So, uh, Chi, you actually moved right into my fourth question, which is, what is the most important lesson you learned this year? So, <laughs> <laughs> you have covered that both um is there anything you want to add um i mean no that's basically it that's you know that's a uh like um that's a big lessons I to learn a 
hugest lessons I've learned in life in general, honestly, not mm-hmm. just this year. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, it, it did change me to where I, I will, you know, I understand now, the sh- you know, um, what people go through, you know, and, you know, it, it, it does it make a change on people, you know, and, but yeah, it's, it's. Yeah. Maybe it's not a big deal to some people, but to somebody that has always been anti that thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a good lesson to learn because I think it teaches you that um, oftentimes we we do judge from a place of um, not knowing, you know, from fear. We judge from fear, which is not very um, is not very fair because we don't really know what the other person's going through. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a big lesson, and not everybody learn it. Not not everybody can learn that lesson very well. Um, I think sometimes we just like to, yeah. yeah. But you know, Chi, what you do have is that you are, um, what you do have is you're a little bit older, so you're a little bit more responsible. And I think that you, um, you just know yourself a little bit more, you know. And so sometimes when you're at that point in your life and you do try new things, you do know what your limit is. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, probably these other people, they have, they tried it when they were much younger and it's just something harder for them, and you see the uh, the outcome of yeah. how it affected them negatively. Um, yeah, and that's funny you say that, because I, I say that too now to the people that I talk with, like, I am so glad I didn't try this when I was younger, because right. I would end up being like some of these people, right. where there's no control, and yeah. not, not only that, but like, imagine... Like, like uh, that's the thing too that I've learned. Everything just comes in your life in like the perfect timing. Like, even for the people that never will ever try it, like, good, you know, like good for them. Like maybe this is just you know just something that's uh, yep not what they you know they will never try you know which is good. Like, but for me, I feel like this came at the right time. Like, uh, not too late, not too early, like mm-hmm. just perfect time for me, I think. Yeah. Where my life is set to a point where I know I'm still responsible, like I still take care of everything, you know. Um, but I think it just came like that. Everything happens at the right time, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, well, that is quite a lesson to learn, G. Um, Ping, what about you? What is your uh, most important lesson that you learned this year? to value your time mm-hmm. um it just I feel like prior to me just becoming better and organizing my time I you know I just didn't really have plans you know like when I'd, I'd go to work you know I had my work and I'd go to work in the morning I'd come home you know you cook and eat but other than that you know it's just like you know you kind of I just kind of kept doing the same routine but then I realized that you know if I wanted to kind of get things done or kind of inch forward you know you have to make time to do the things that you keep saying that you want to do right whether it's put the laundry away or just have a clean house or whatever you know what I mean so you feel like um you were always short of time because you just never had enough time or you just didn't manage your time 
I just didn't manage my time well enough. I would procrastinate, put things off, mm-hmm. or just not do things. You know, like if I I would sit and watch TV for like an hour or two. Right. But, oh yes, you know, I know about that. You know what I mean? And then before you knew it, it's like, well, it's time to go do. You know, it's time to go somewhere else because we had a commitment to do something. You know, but um, but now as I as I get older and I I understand, I value time more now and time with my loved ones. My own personal time, you know. Yeah. Um, So it's just really important to me now. So it's like, you know, as I'm talking now, I'm engaged in this conversation, but I'm multitasking. But I try not to multitask too much because then you can lose track of and get off focus too, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, there's just a point of multitasking where it's like you can still get things done, but also... I mean, time is just one of those things that uh, we take for granted, right? Um, Definitely. Especially when we're younger. You know, we think we're so young, we're never going to run out of time. Um, But the problem is that we never learned how to manage time. And then in the future, or, you know, when we're older, (laughs) um, it becomes so much more important. And then we realize we never learned how to manage time, so... Right. We have to um, learn that skill, uh, but you know the thing—the thing with time is, it's a hard lesson to learn. Pain, trust me, I'm still learning it, and I oh, I'm—it's just like I can spend days just binging, especially now with like you know Netflix and shows that you can just sit and watch for ten hours a day. So, yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. Um, all right, so, uh, you know, I I learned something that <clears throat> I never thought I would have a problem learning. I never thought, I, uh, you know, that it was something I needed to learn. But it's, um, you know, it's how to forgive myself. And I never had any problems forgiving other people. I just don't, um, I just, I just don't function that way. I think holding grudges or being mad at people, it, it just, um, it just, uh, it's just a waste of time for me because I think that, you know, well, number one, I don't, I don't think that anyone could possibly do any, something so bad to me that I can't forgive them, you know? So I, I come from there, I start from there, but I do know that I am very hard on myself. And I'm my worst critic. And um, it's just something that's been very hard for me to do is to forgive myself. And it's not even things that I've done that is like so extremely bad, you know. But, you know, it's just things that you do that in time you just kind of um, push down. And then you just kind of think that it's just a a character flaw. And uh, you carry with you. And over time, it just kind of um, becomes like a burden, and it weighs down on you. And then eventually, you just get to a point where you're like, you know, I'm just not a good human being. And I think, you know, when you get to that point, there is there there is forgiveness there. You have to forgive yourself, um, whether or not it's for like the, the tiniest thing, or you know, things that you do that maybe you have done to someone that you don't think that they should forgive you for. Um, no, so it's just things like that. that I've, It was very hard for me to learn. Um, I think oftentimes we hold on to it so long that we just can't 
um, we just don't want to forgive it either because it's been with us for so long. Um, so I think for myself, it, it was a little bit of that. You know, there are things that happen in life, um, kind of just things that happen and you just don't understand why it happened um, and you carry it with you or even some things that you do that happens to you that you get wounded by and then you don't tend to the wounds so the wounds become scars and then the scars just kind of etch away at you and then eventually you you don't own the scars anymore but rather the scars own you so it was a lot of that for me and I had to learn how to um, get through all the layers and really just kind of feel like um, you know I had to forgive myself for a lot of those things not even for things that happened to me but forgive myself for holding on to those things for so long and then in, in that uh, process let it go so yeah that was th that was a big lesson for me that was like a very important lesson for me that you know like I said number one I didn't even know I had to learn um, but once I did, it it definitely um, it definitely made me see myself in a different way and the world in a different way. So yeah. That's how did you feel? Yeah. How did you feel after you forgave yourself? Or, right. And, and just like letting go, like it's okay. Right, right, and you know it's just one of those things where, you know, I think that we often do a lot to ourselves. You know, we just. I don't know, we're our worst critics for some of the most strangest things. And then we just, I don't know, we just turn it into something that we can't forgive. And then it just eats away and it's there all the time. So, yeah, it was, a, it was something that I've learned. And I'm hoping that, you know, if anyone else out there is dealing with it, they can learn that well, that one as well. That's a, that's a big one. Uh-huh. All right. So we're coming up, we're wrapping up 2019. Okay, so we're just gonna, I'm just gonna ask for one word from each of you um, to sum up 2019. I can, I can. Mine is so cliche, it's so typical, and it's just gonna be like, one word for me is new. Okay. New yeah. things, new travel places, new you know, got my passport this year. Went, I mean, these last couple of years I've been traveling, but actually went out of the country this year. Like, and, um, you know, everybody has, you know, the resolution, try new things, blah, 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 all that stuff. But this year I actually did that. Good so, for you. I'm glad you did that. And new is good. And I guess for me, it would be satisfied. Satisfied? Wow. That's a good one, Pay. Right. Wow. I, 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 I'm happy with everything and what I've accomplished in 2019. Yeah, um, yeah I'm looking forward to 2020 and killing it, slaying right. it, right? Right. Yeah. That's great. Hey, what a way to end a decade, though, right? Right. Oh, gosh. This, this is what a way to end a decade. I'm not even kidding. Like, you know. It's, yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, this decade has been uh, you know, quite a doozy, very stormy for, for all of us. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm glad to be putting it to bed. Uh, my, yeah. my word would you know, be... Oh, go ahead, you. You, ex um, you experience new things that 
the new things you don't want to experience uh, right. this decade, and then some new things that you did want to experience. So it's definitely a totally uh, great, sad, everything uh, type of decade. Yeah, yeah, it is it definitely is, and. You know, it's on the same lines for me. 2019 was, um, it's a one word, hyphenated word. It's self-reflection. Um, I think for me, I've never really been one to um, really kind of just self-reflect. I mean, I think, I always thought I did, but I, would, I don't think I was doing it correctly. So, <laughs> I think that was the problem. <laughs> um, but this year, you know, circumstances just came up that, you know, just forced me into it. And you really kind of, I think, and I think a lot of us don't really understand self-reflection. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, okay, I'll just think about myself and that's it. You know, but I think self-reflection really takes, takes you to places where you don't really want to go. You know? It's like you have to really think about the good things and the bad things that live inside of you and um, be able to learn something from all of that. Um, and then, like, similar to what you said, Chi, earlier about your lesson is that um, oftentimes we judge because we don't think that whatever that person is doing, that we're capable of it, right? Um, that we think someone's bad because we're not bad. But what I learned this year is that, you know, um, and I think it's something we can apply to everyone in the world is that, um, you know, we have to be careful of judging people because what exists in them could possibly exist in me. So, you know, it, it taught me a lot about humility and it taught me like, I can't judge someone because I know that that exact same trait that I think is bad probably existed me as well. So, um, you know, that, that was one of the hardest, hardest things I had to learn. Um, just to really say, look, and if it does, then, you know, you just own it. You just own it and you say, look, it's, it's part of who I am. And if it's something that I don't want to be a part of who I am, then I need to, um, you know, accept it so that I can change it. Um, otherwise, if we don't accept it, we're never, well, if we don't accept it, number one, we don't know that it exists. And so we'll never see the flaw, right? We'll never see our character flaw. And we won't be able to ever change it. So, yeah, that was my biggest, um, that was my, my one word um, for 2019. Nice. So new, satisfied, and self-reflection, right? All three words. Yeah. Yep, it nice. is. I'm glad. I'm glad that we learned all of that. Yeah. Because um, 2020. I need to. 2020. Um, 2020. Maybe I need to, um, you know, uh, learn from you guys is, you know, be satisfied and maybe self-reflect more too. I'm ready to try new things too, Chi. I know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you know. Maybe you're ahead of us, Chi. <laughs> no. I don't know if we can try new things until we've been satisfied or we've self-reflected. <laughs> All right, so it's moving on to 2020. Okay. So
Dear listeners, thank you for listening. That is the end of our conversation on end of year reflection for 2019. Please tune in to episode two, where we'll continue our conversation on thoughts of the new year. Please join us as we discuss resolutions, more travel, old habits, new habits, and what we are looking forward to in 2020. Happy New Year to you all, and thanks again for listening. Thank you.